Welcome to Lord and Richards Radio, a program that will enable you to become more financially independent and prosperous from a biblical point of view. Tune in each week to learn how to prosper through good markets and bad. Now, here's our host, Colin Richards, Denver's Biblical Investment Advisor. Hi, friends. I'm glad to be with you today on Lord and Richards Radio. I'm Colin Richards founder and president of Lord & Richards. We're a team of advisors who are dedicated to helping people just like you retire financially independent. And we're doing that every single day. On this show, we're discussing investing and planning from the perspective of key biblical principles, a little bit different way of looking at money. We also talk about how to use methods and strategies that will enable you to prosper through both up and down markets. And that's so important in today's volatile world. I'd love to chat with you. My team and I would love to help you talk to you about your specific questions regarding retirement and saving and investing from a biblical point of view. Just give us a call at 720-372-0400. That's 720-372-0400. Well, today we're going to be talking about the biblical concept of stewardship. We can find this concept all throughout the Bible, but there are some passages that are particularly striking in the way that they present it to us and how we can really apply that to money and finance. So if you were to look at 1 Peter 4.10, you'll see there a discussion by the Apostle Peter of the gifts and abilities that God has entrusted to us by his Spirit. We call those spiritual Gibbs, and he makes a, a powerful statement, and I want to see if we can draw out some real strong implications and applications to what we're doing in terms of financial planning. Here it is, 1 Peter 4.10, as every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God, as good stewards. So, The concept that we're going to land on is one of the core, the foundational biblical principles upon which Lord and Richards rest, which is the concept of being a steward, not an owner. A steward, not an owner. So here's our principle. We are stewards of what God has entrusted to us, not owners. That, of course, begins with stewardship of life. The thing that God wants most from you isn't your money. What he wants is you. And if he has you, then he doesn't have to worry about your money. Does that make sense? Uh, I remember many years ago talking to a young man who was really obsessed with making money. I mean, he wanted to be rich, and his whole goal was, I want to be used of God to fund God's work. And so I'm going to pour myself into making money now. And he kind of drew me a little diagram on paper, you know, guys with sales skills like that. And uh, he put a circle around a dollar sign. And I just added to his diagram, I, I, I took a, a pen out and I wrote, I, I made a little stick figure of him and I put a circle around that. And I said, that's what God wants. God wants your time, your talents, your treasure in that order. He wants you first. He wants to possess you. And then he wants to, in an amazing and dynamic way, use you in the lives of other people for his kingdom. You know, when we pray, we've been given a model prayer by the Lord, and it begins, Our Father which is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're to be 
not only praying for, but active in the expansion of the kingdom of God and of Christ here on this earth. Well, one of the first steps we need to take is to give him our heart and life so that he has you at his disposal every single day. Single day, And don't feel used, right? Because this life that you've exchanged for the life without God and without Christ is an amazing and a completely unfair exchange, right? I've made deals over the years. I've traded things, you know, and sometimes you feel like you're on the winning side and you're on the losing side. Uh, you feel like you got a really good deal. Well, let me tell you, this deal is the deal of eternity because you've exchanged your eternal future based on your sin and who you are without Christ for the future that we have in Christ. And we know that one of the many words that describe that future in Christ, that glorious reality, is we are joint heirs with him. So if we're talking about stewardship, it's a no-brainer. Give your life to God because you are an heir of everything with Christ. In Christ, you are a joint heir. So it begins with your time. Have you organized your time in such a way that everything points towards that kingdom initiative, right? To live for the kingdom, to do God's will. What about your talents? This is, of course, a, a variation of what Peter's talking about. He's talking specifically about spiritual gifts, which are not your innate talents. Spiritual gifts are things that come from the Spirit. He, he will use your talents when you surrender them to him, but spiritual gifts come through the Holy Spirit. So, I'm talking about not only your spiritual gifts, but also the talents, the innate abilities that God has given to you. Are you good with your hands? Are you good with your mind? Are you good with math? Whatever it is. Are you an artist? Are you a singer? Is that at the disposal of and being used actively by Christ in your life, stewardship of life? And then finally, treasure. You see, God doesn't need our money. He has entrusted that to us, just like he's given us our life, our time, our talents, so that we can demonstrate to him that we are trustworthy and a faithful steward of that uh, stewardship that he's given us of treasure. So we're going to continue our discussion talking about how to, ha- how to be a great steward of the treasure that God's put in your hands. Now, you might say, Colin, I don't feel like it's treasure. I feel like I just am living paycheck to paycheck. Well, that's still an amazing stewardship that God's given to you, the means of working for a living is still to be put at his disposal. And bear in mind, if I can offer a little perspective, as many of you know, Lord and Richards has dedicated its profits to the expansion of the kingdom through the foundation that we have, the foundation for global education, doing work around the world to expand the kingdom. But, you know, I have learned in contact with many people that what we have here, even in the smallest amounts, just because we're here, Right, Even if you're considered, quote, poor in America, you're in America. You're in the richest country on earth. You're in the most privileged place on earth. So does God have your treasure, however big or small you may view it? So that's stewardship of life, my time, my talents, my treasure. This life does not belong to me. It is God's. It's for his purposes and his glory. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't remind those who are just jumping in that you're listening to the Lord and Richard Show, and I'm Colin Richards. I'm Denver's Biblical Investment Advisor. I help folks just like you every single day to get retired and stay retired. No matter how far out you are from retirement, no matter how young or old you are, it's never too late to begin building a plan 
to become what we call financially independent. That means you've reached a point in your life now where you have even more time to dedicate to the Lord because you are financially independent. You don't have to work. You might choose to work because that's what God wants you to do, but it's not because you have to. That's what we call financial independence. I would love to talk to you about how you can build a plan to take control of your financial future and become financially independent. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-372-0400. That's 720-372-0400. I'd love to chat with you. Or please check us out at lordandrichards.com. So once we've settled the question of whether we're stewardships, our, our stewardship extends to our life and we've consecrated our life to God for his use and glory, then it's an easy matter for us to dedicate the treasure, the financial matters that we have at our disposal to him because we're stewards, we're not owners, right? So how do we do that? How do we make sure that our financial house is sound enough that we could look God in the eye and say, I have been a good steward. And here, when it comes to this area of finances, from his lips, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear, don't you? So it begins with stewardship of risk. Stewardship of risk. What do you mean, Colin? Well, I'm talking about, first of all, the obvious kind. Where we place our money in terms of risk. Now, we've all read the parable of the talents where God talks about, um, where Jesus talks about what it means to invest something. It doesn't have to be money for the kingdom. And we had uh, one servant who, you know, in, who received more, invested more, and got back more. We had another who received a little less, but he invested it and got back more. And then we had a third who was considered an unfaithful servant because he did not invest at all. He buried it. So in the quest to be a good steward, sometimes we can let fear take over like that third servant, the one who just buried it in a napkin. And we say, well, I'm not going to take any risk whatsoever because that makes me anxious. Well, let me just say it's possible to be too timid, right? It's the Lord's money. We have to trust him. But I think what I see more often on the other hand is people being too bold when it comes to risk and not thinking wisely about how much risk is really reasonable for someone who's going to retire and live on the money for the rest of your life. Of course, if you never need to touch the money, maybe you have a pension, Social Security, and between those, it all is taken care of, then certainly you can afford to take more risk than the person who needs to live on the money. So it varies from person to person. But what I see a lot When we sit down and we visit with folks who come in for the first time and they bring their statements, they bring their budget, and they share with us their goals, we come back then in a second visit and we share the results of tests that we run on those portfolios. And and we do this over and over and over again. So we really get a feel for where people are at. And what we've discovered is most people, because they invested the way they were told in their 401k, 403b, whatever it is, that they just followed the prescribed investments are way overloaded when it comes to risk. And of course, you know what that means. That means likely they own a great deal more stock than is prudent. You say, well, I thought that's the, the only way to grow, Colin. I've got to own stock or I can't grow. Well, it is one of the ways to grow, but ownership of stock is not the only way to grow. 
perhaps you're thinking, well, the alternative is maybe I'll own bonds and I'm not going to grow in those. You know, the safe stuff doesn't really grow much. And you'd be right. But did you know that it's possible to take a step back and look at how large institutions, foundations, um, schools, colleges, hospitals, how institutions and endowments invest and to learn powerful strategies that you can incorporate into your plan together with a, a, a wise counselor, right? We need that counsel. We need that advice. We need that objectivity to do our very best. Anything I've ever succeeded at, I've had a coach to help me, right? Uh, I, got, I just got to tell you, the only time I ever had a good golf game was when my wife bought me lessons for my birthday because she was tired of hearing me bellyache about you know all of my slices and hooks and all this. And I'll tell you, in the wake of those lessons, I, I had a new enjoyment of an experience, positive experience. When it was time to lose weight and get in shape, guess what I did? I got a coach. Well, here's the thing. I would really encourage you, most of us will do better and see better results if we have a coach in the financial realm. And the most important area, the most important area we can have coaching is in this area of how to mitigate downside market risk, the risk of losing your money when you can ill afford to do so. And see, that's where we come in. See, we've learned from hospitals, colleges, foundations, endowments, institutions, that risk needs to be managed differently than most people are doing it. It's not simply a matter of diversifying. Oh, yes, you need to diversify. I mean, we don't want to put all our eggs in one basket, but let me just say this. The only reason diversification helps is, you know, we're hoping that some of those baskets won't leak, right? Even while others do. But you know what happened in 2008, 2009? Almost all the baskets leaked. Almost every one of them. Of the 16 asset classes that you could have invested in, 14 were down because there was a systemic failure in our economic system. But did you know, have you ever thought about, I wonder, are there people who prospered during that time? Well, it just makes sense. We know that periods of volatility, market drops, that there's people on the other side of those trades that are doing much better. Is it because they have magic secrets? Is it because they're clairvoyant? No, it's because they're investing like a steward. You see, the investment committee of an, inve- uh, an endowment or an institution or a hospital, they know that the money's not truly theirs. It belongs to that hospital, that institution. And so they treat it differently, don't they? Because losing it would mean losing their jobs as the investment committee. Well, by the same token, we need to take a look at how we're investing and discover through careful, mathematical, and risk-focused testing Am I taking too much risk for the goals that I have? And you know, that's really easy to determine because our wonderful team takes that portfolio that you bring and share with us, and we enter every single position into our software. And we're able to take your portfolio, package it up, and use history to predict what would happen in the future. Now, I know that the past does not predict the future, but it does serve as a guideline, a learning exercise. And so if we go back in time with your portfolio, we might discover that during periods of volatility, you would experience far more loss than you would actually be comfortable with. And here's a question. Do you think there's a chance that we could repeat some of the negative 
market events of the past out into the future during your retirement? Well, most people I ask that, they say it's almost a certainty that we're going to continue to see volatility. We live in a volatile world. Um, There's wars, rumors of wars. There's famine. There's diseases like COVID. There's literally no way to predict how many different ways we could experience volatility. And so my challenge to you is to have a written risk management plan that addresses those types of events in advance. Do you know it's possible to invest in such a way that during periods of volatility, your portfolio does not participate in all of that downside, but yet does not require you to make emotional decisions to get out or get in at the right time? That's a horrible place to be, isn't it? It's anxiety. When we do it wrong, we feel like failures. Um, all the time I listen to folks who are just like, oh man, if I'd done a better job, I'd done a better job. Well, let's stop looking in the past as far as how we feel, and let's look to the future and say, what can we do to prepare in advance? And I'll tell you what the first step is. It, it means to come in and visit with us, to give us a call and to sit down and, and, and talk about what's so important to you, your goals, your dreams, your faith, your family. Whatever it is that that really makes you tick, that money is necessary to achieve. We want to better understand that, and we want to help you develop a comprehensive plan. Here's what we call it. We call it a financial independence roadmap. That just sounds great, doesn't it? It's my roadmap. It's a clear set of directions. We're not going to get lost on the way. You know, most of us men are not so good at asking directions. You ladies are so much better at getting back on course when things are off. Well, here's a roadmap that provides the directions in advance, and we want to help you with that. We might say, well, what does it take? Well, when we visit together, we'll sit down, we'll talk about your goals and your needs. It just begins with reaching out to us. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-372-0400. That's 720-372-0400. I'd love to chat with you, or please check us out at lordandrichards.com. You see, we have this amazing team of advisors, all of whom are focused on the same kingdom goals that are important to you, all of whom are focused on helping you achieve financial independence, and we're helping people just like you do that every single day. Now, we're talking about the stewardship. 1 Peter 4.10 speaks of being a good steward of God's grace in your life. Well, money is one of those, but we started with stewardship of life, your time and your talents. Then we moved to treasure. And the first thing that we got to do is approach this from a standpoint of the stewardship of risk, market risk. Do you have a written risk management plan? The second area of risk is chronic illness risk. Now, I know what you're thinking. You know, I, I'm never going to let that happen. Um, You know, I'm not going to experience what I've seen others experience, but honestly, decisions will be made for you later in life. That is often the case. And I love that verse that says, when my father or mother sets me down, the Lord will will pick me up. It's really a great verse for orphans, but it also just means when we're helpless, it's really God that we're going to lean on. But one of the greatest gifts that you can give to your family is to have a written chronic illness plan laid out in advance as to what you want to have happen and how it's going to happen. Because if you're not able to do everything that you normally do, if you can't necessarily do all the normal activities of daily living, you need help to get dressed or things like that, it doesn't mean that 
your contribution to life is over. It just means now you need help. But what will help your family so much is if you have the financial wherewithal to get that help without some, you know, having to go in and live with the kids, that kind of thing. And so I really want you to think about it. This is, this is a reality that's going to face about 70% of the households who are listening right now. Seven out of 10 of you that are listening to me right now are going to face this. I face this now twice in my immediate family, my wife's brother and my mom. And I don't want you to get into this unprepared. Now, it's important to note that it doesn't necessarily mean purchasing expensive long-term care insurance. I know, especially as we get older, those premiums just get out of sight. There are, are alternatives. There are ways that you can position your money so that when you need it the most, it's there to help you be prepared in advance in case you get sick. And it's also about just love and care concern if you're married for your well spouse, right? That person that's left, you know, to care for you. That's really where it's at. And also making sure, because chronic illness care is the number one cause of bankruptcy in America, making sure that you don't bankrupt your well spouse with the cost of your care. So it makes such a powerful difference to, to look at this as a stewardship. What can I do to make sure that my health doesn't drain all of God's resources that could be used for so much good in this life? The next area after stewardship of risk is stewardship of taxation. Now, the Lord made it clear, don't dodge the tax man, right? Render unto Caesar that which is Caesar and unto God that which is God's. My whole goal as a financial planner and, and in order to help you become financial independent and to be a good steward is to just make sure that the part that gets to go to God is as big as possible, right? The part that you're using to live on for your retirement, well, that's, that's God's. God has given you the ability then to go out and do more for him. And then the part that may be left behind. So while you're alive, as well as when you pass on, stewardship of taxes, stewardship of your estate. One of the biggest mistakes I see right now is people are not recognizing the opportunity that's been given to us with the current tax law that is in place. The current tax law, the most recent, uh, is a combination of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act as well as the SECURE Act. These were passed during the Trump administration. But I'd like to focus on that first one because starting in 2018, you and I were both given an opportunity to participate in some of the best tax brackets we've ever seen in our lifetime. Taxes used to max out at 90% in the top bracket. Today, they're only in the 30s. And so for most of you, you're looking at tax brackets of 10 or 12 or 22. Historically, do you realize that that is an incredible deal? When we're talking about a deal, this is an opportunity for you as a steward to do something awesome for the owner, the master, right? Because stewards look for that opportunity, right? How can I maximize the owner's money? In this case, the Lord's money. One of the ways you can do that is by taking advantage of the current tax code. What do you mean, Colin? Well, our tax law allows you if you have invested in something that is deferred, tax deferred, such as a 401k, and by that I mean you contributed, you received a deduction, and you didn't pay taxes on that money, and the idea is you will pay them later when you withdraw the money out. And most of us did that if we, if we participated in that or an IRA or a 403b or 457 because the idea was, well, later on when I'm retired, I'll be in a lower bracket. 
Do you know that's not the case? Generally speaking, when you retire, you've lost exemptions. Also, now you're going to be you're going to be adding other types of expenses that you didn't have, such as higher medical expenses, so you may need to draw out more money. So generally, when we do our plan, we plan for your lifestyle, your expenses, to just continue on in retirement. That's financial independence. But now you have fewer deductions, fewer dependents, and so on. But yet, during those years when you had the deductions, you didn't take advantage of it. Well, for some of us, we have an opportunity to correct that and to invest in tax-free tools, such as a Roth IRA or other tools. So it's called a conversion. And I know some of you know what I'm talking about and others don't. So let me give you a brief summary. You can take your money out of that IRA 401k to whatever amount makes sense. And we help you calculate up to what amount makes sense and keeps me in a low tax bracket. And you can convert that from forever tax to never taxed. Of course, you pay the taxes now, but guess what? They're on sale. You know, how many of you, when you find a sale, you go shopping, you find something on sale, you say, well, I'm going to need that. Maybe not today, but next week or the following week, and I found it on sale. And so you stock up, right? You find a great deal and you stock up. Well, now, folks, is the time. Now's the time to be doing this type of tax work. So that's what I mean by stewardship of taxes and so much more when we think of our estate, those that we love, what we're going to leave behind, what we want to do in terms of charitable giving, it all adds up. Well, it all begins with a simple phone call and a visit with my team. We meet with folks like you every single day, and we just sit down and have a great conversation about your goals, your dreams, and becoming financially independent. And then we come back together with the test results and see if you're on track. And if not, we'll give you great ideas. I'd encourage you to check us out on the web at lordandrichards.com or just reach out to us. It's your first step. Just pick up the phone, 720-372-0400. That's 720-372-0400. Investment advisory service is offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.